0: What's cracking? Coming to you with a horizontal edition of Advantage Connors. Brett Connors here with Jimmy Connors. What's going on today?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not in the, uh, the luxury of sitting in my den at home. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm driving this time, so uh, if, if, uh, if, I, if you lose me a little bit, uh, don't go away. I'll be back in a millisecond, but uh, I'm in the car, and I do want to say that uh, I, it, uh, today is, is our little mini your bogeys pampering day so I had to take him out to where we used to live in San Inez, which is oh, probably 45 minutes from where we are now. Uh, I filled up my gas tank, $120. Perfect. So uh, there you go. And uh, so I went over there, I got back and, and uh, I'm to have to fill it up again. I'm down below half. Oh,
0: that's, so that's not good.
1: It, it's, uh, it's draining. But uh, anyway, it's a good day. And and uh, uh, your your voice sounds stronger than when I talked to you a couple days ago, son. You've been uh, you've had a rough couple months here. What's going on?
0: Yeah, well, f- well, first you're saying you, you might go behind a butte. If we lose you, you might go behind a butte. You remember you ever seen that movie? Uh, uh City well, Slickers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm off the i'm off the pass i'm uh, i'm on i'm on the highway no so, i know
0: i'm just kidding i'm just remember yeah, that movie right, but, uh, yeah so bogey's fancy he gets driven 45 minutes each way to get his hair cut. that's how uh that's how fancy he is he has a special haircut salon out in san <laughs> Boy, Inez. just keep, keep some of the old school uh connections i miss living out there uh did you go by and see casey or anything
1: i did i saw casey for a bit she said to give you a hug and a kiss and uh Uh, I thought we were going to do our podcast out there, but uh, we were running a little behind schedule. And if uh, if we'd have done it then, she would have jumped on and and been a guest. But uh, next time. Next time we'll do that. That'd be fun.
0: She'd be good. She'd be great to have on. Um, I talked to her earlier in the week. Like you said, like I said, horizontal edition. I am... uh, Uh, out of commission, back on the injured reserve pathetically as I age myself to death. Seems like I have the body of an 85-year-old man. Uh, Yeah, sciatic nerve issues hit me Monday morning um, out of nowhere. I kind of had it flare up a little bit when I was in Norway earlier this summer. I was hitchhiking uh, in Lofoten and golfing and kind of doing a lot of stuff where I probably was putting a lot of pressure on my back. So it made sense then, but it's been okay for the last couple months. And then Monday morning on my way to work, it just gave out and uh, I can barely walk. It goes all the way down my left leg, all the way into my calf and uh, you know I, I walk 10 or 15, 20 feet and then it starts getting so bad that I gotta t- gotta lay down or sit down.
1: Well, I think uh, there's relief on the way. Uh, uh, we've got some uh, crutches, some spare crutches from you know from uh, knee surgeries and hip surgeries and all that. So mom's bringing down some crutches. Hopefully that gives you a little relief
0: yeah I hope so too. Uh, th- that would be good. I can, uh Melina's getting a little tired of waiting on me and, and, and taking care of me. Eventually, she's going to have to <laughs> have something go wrong so I can take care of
1: her. but <laughs> yeah, don't worry don't worry that that evens out Somewhere along the line that evens out so yeah it, I know I know you're in good hands so you uh, uh you, you got to take care of that, bud and I know you've uh, had an MRI and you're expecting the results so yeah I got my fingers crossed for you that uh, there's no bad damage.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hopefully no surgery. Uh, I had neck surgery 15 years ago. I had a herniated disc in my neck. Remember we were playing golf one day and teed off on 18 felt like something exploded in my neck, ended up being a herniated disc. So I have a cadaver bone and uh, four screws in a steel plate already holding my spine together. So don't, don't really want any more uh, issues, issues with You're too the spine. Young
1: for that. You're too young for that. We got to get you well. And, uh, they didn't keep you that way. That's
0: the key. Right. They got to stop slouching so much. But um, all right, moving on to not a lot of stuff with tennis that I want to talk about, except one uh, one, st- one little issue stood out that I wanted to get your take on. Um, our Your guy, Rude, made a run to the U.S. Open final. And, and like we talked about, losing in four sets to Carlos Alcaraz, the new number one, youngest number one player. Um, uh, but I wanted to get your take. They've kind of struggled since then. Alcaraz losing in his first match um he played uh, just recently uh in, in in israel uh in the first round to go fan and then rude lost early uh, last week and then lost in his first round here this week he kind of came out and said you know he, he maybe might be playing too many tournaments so talk to me what it's like when you were young when you won your first you know slam or two that year you know because that that year you had you, you didn't have many losses you know so you didn't have the hangover or the you know, take time to celebrate or have that natural, you know, relax after you complete a goal. So talk to me what it's like, uh, you know, after you win, when you're young like that.
1: Well, you know, the, the, the objective when you're young is to, is to win a grand slam and, and, you know, to, to make your reputation. And, you know, once, once you do that, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, for me, it, it was, you know, back then it was every match pounded. Every, every match was important. And, you know, to, try to grab some headlines against some of the, the other great athletes and the other sports that, uh, that we were out competing against. There's so much emphasis now put on just the grand slams. Uh, you know, and it's interesting, since, uh, since Federer retired, you know, he says, you know, what what is uh, the mark of a great player? And he says, longevity. <laughs> you know, ooh, where'd that come from? You know, all of a sudden. So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, in today's time, a lot of guys, they think that they've accomplished when they get to the finals or a semifinals of a Grand Slam or win one that, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that makes them. Mm-hmm. And, and in reality it does. I mean, it, it really off their reputation and, and, uh, you know, their game and, you know, how they play, but, you know, wonder does not make, uh, and it's, you know, it's teeing it up every time with the understanding that, you know, you've got a bullseye on your back now, especially Alcaraz who, uh, you know, just won the U S open in the year that he's had. And he's number one in the world. And he's got to realize that he's everybody's target. Uh, And, you know, he's going to have to start figuring it out. And we've talked about this a lot, Brett, that, you know, you got to start winning when you're only 70% too, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or you don't like the court surface, or you think it's a little too slow or, or, you know, it's, it's, you know, that that's all the same for, for both guys, you know, and, and, but you're right, you know sometimes a hangover does happen after uh, after a major win like that
0: yeah i thought uh, I thought you're right. it was interesting he came out that he said that he came out and said, the courts are too slow, you know I, I had trouble adjusting it's like but like the, which is f- interesting to me because he's a great court you know clay court player, so like a slow court is that was bad for you, you know what I mean, and gofan isn't exactly a power player, so that probably helps gofan but it it just seemed weird that he said the courts were too slow, you know like oh. like you know like. All, like already but it, but we're, seems, we're already we're criticizing the court speeds you know like
1: but it seems like they're all slow right you know, they all seem to be the same you know the same speed you know from uh you know from you know the clay is is becoming you know uh, gotten a little quicker and the grass is balls bouncing higher and the hard courts don't bounce as low as they used to and and uh australia is not grass anymore you know so i mean it seems like they've you know kind of uh you know put the you know, the word out that, you know, the guys all play great tennis, but it's, you know, kind of one-way tennis right now. And, and you know, kind of, you know, suit the way they play. And, you know, with the high bounce and the ball, you know, coming up. And, you know, they play, a lot of the guys play so far back that it gives them a chance to, you know, to run down a lot of balls. And, you know, so it's interesting, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where this game goes, you know, from now. Uh, you know, I I know it's changed a lot since my day, uh, and and uh, the way they play. So uh, you know, with the power and and the rackets and the string and the this and the that, I don't know if they can get much more power. What's next? You know, I I think next is the hybrid, the hybrid tennis player that uh, that understands the power game that they have today, and the way they play, and and uh, but with kind of an old school attitude with more like a federer and a and a Djokovic, the way they play now to be able to mix you know both games in with the you know with the mind of moving the ball around and not just the same way all the time so it's going to be interesting to see when you know federer is gone you know uh, you know nadal and, and Djokovic, you know can they can they play to their 50 who knows probably so but, but uh, you know, the end result is going to be interesting to see where it goes from here.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the questions we are going to discuss. Jeff Zipman asked us that. Like, where do you see the future of the game going and the high levels? Yeah. Like, because once you get rid of the big three, it'll be it'll be cool to see like what shakes out, like what become, you know, who becomes the one that everyone chases, what style does that one play? Is it Alcaraz? Is it someone else? But, you know, we know we've, we've said it, Alcaraz plays already for a young guy, pretty hybrid. You know, he comes to net and he moves forward a lot, you know, and like a guy yeah. like Sitsipas right. does that. But then there's a lot of guys who don't like you'll watch some matches and the, you know, dudes are allergic to the net. Like they you know, they got allergies to it. They won't go anywhere near it. So, you know, I think that the future, you're going to have to be better at the net. You got to have to be okay with getting past sometimes, you know, and looking bad because that tactic is so good. You know, we were, I was working on Monday, we were working and somebody was literally, all they were doing was stepping in on the serve and trying to take the ball early. And the announcer on the world feed was like, oh, this she's playing amazing. She's, She's taking the ball early. And it's like, yeah, like that's kind of been a fundamental of tennis as long as it's been a game, you know, so to see these players, do tactics that are pretty fundamental and, and have people's minds get blown shows you how far away, like it's kind of straightened in some ways.
1: Right. And you know, what's also going to be interesting, bud, is, is to, to see who is the next dominant player. You know, who, you know, you said who's going to chase, well, are you chasing Alcaraz because he's won one grand slam and, and uh, he had a good year last year and he's number one now, or are you going to, you know, eventually, you know, is there going to be, Another Federer, Nadal, djokovic that, thats gonna just get up there and take over and run, start running away with all these slams and have you know eight or ten slams, you know, in a hurry. And and that's the, and that's the next, that's the next chase, the guy they're mm-hmm. chasing. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because there's a there's a lot of good uh, you know young players out there. I, I said good, you know, they're they're gonna have to prove to me that they're great. Yeah. And, and, and I don't say that disrespectfully. I'm just saying anybody has to do that, you know, coming up. You know, Borg, Borg wasn't instantly great. Sampras wasn't instantly great. You know, you, you got you to gotta go out and improve that. And, you know, and, and when you say, you know, that they've had a rough time the last couple of weeks after the Open, every match, every match proves that you're great when you, when you go out and figure out a way to win. You know, whether you're 70% or 110%. And, and, uh, you know, to, to get that, you know, into your head, you know, to perform like that every time, but that takes dedication and that takes my favorite word. Here it comes discipline. It takes discipline, you know, to, to be ready every time to, to go out there and, and put your reputation on the line. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the champions are the guys who go out and, and perform every day. You know, and, and uh, you know, and, and like I said, I said, there, uh, who's going to be the next uh, dominant player, you know, and, and because there's a lot of good players that, that are coming up. Uh, I'm not, I'm reserving the word great because they got to prove that they're great by going out and, and performing and winning and, and putting their reputation on the line. You know, Borg didn't start out great and Sampras didn't start out great. And, you know, uh, guys like that. So, you know, go out and prove it. but but to do that, you know, and I, we we talk about it all the time. You know, tennis is a you know 365 day a year job, and if 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 you're going to be number one and you're, you're going to be the next dominant player, you've got to have that dedication and discipline, you know, to to be able to to do that. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, who's the one that steps up and takes over like that. Alcaraz seems to be seems to be the guy, but uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, he's. You know, he he had a great year last year and he won the U.S. Open. But, uh, you know, next year is a new year now. So let's see what happens then.
0: Yeah, I think he'll get it figured out. I mean, he's young. He's 19. So probably been doing a lot of press and all that stuff. So, like, he just needs to refocus and, and get back center. He's got a good coaching staff around him. So I think that uh, he'll be good. So uh, one question that I could kind of branch off, we talked about the hybrid guy. Like we say, there's not a lot of hybrid players meaning that a lot of the players play one dimensional, you know, they all play kind of the same strings and like, there's no serve and volley that much. Um, Like why, what do you think that is? Do you think that's a result of the, the technology that because the strings are like this and the balls and the courts that they've like forced players to become like this? Or do you think it's, they all go to the same academies and they're, they all teach them the same way or, you know, like why, why are there so many non-hybrid players? You know, like, why is it like I'm a blank specialist or I'm a just to this instead of like, you know, why not learn all aspects of the game when you grow up?
1: Yeah, I, I, but I think you're right. I think, I think it, it's all taken into consideration that, you know, they, they saw 20 years ago uh, how, you know, so certain guys played and, you know, uh, they were, you know, they came from Europe on the clay. So, you know, it, so everybody started playing that way. Uh, you know the the clay court way and the slower courts and with with the same same top spin and you know playing far behind the baseline and let you know not you know when you when you say that somebody says, "Oh look, he's stepping in and taking the ball early, you know those those days kind of left, you know because you could see um, a guy like Djokovic who steps in and 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 uh, uses his return as a weapon and tries to get inside the court you know, the damage that somebody like that can do. So, yeah, I, I, I think, and a lot of guys, you know, can, uh, you know, if they try to get to the net, you said it, uh, Brett, that uh, they go and they get passed once or twice, all of a sudden, you know, they get net fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, but that's all part of the game. I mean, you know, getting in somebody's head, coming in behind it, you know, when's he coming in, when's he not? You know, McEnroe, I knew McEnroe was coming in. Borg, I didn't know if he would ever come in. But right. he would come in just enough you know to keep my mind you know kind of questionable Lindell was the same way yeah you know they were they were great from the baseline but they would come in just enough to say uh, 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 i better not hit that one short you know i don't know what's going to happen you so, know and so you and have to honor yeah, it right that's all part of the game
0: yeah you have to at least honor it like if they're going to come in you have to be like well i know that's a possibility so i have to at least play for that at all times because if not they're going to take advantage and come in and knock it off
1: right right you know so you know, we, we, we talk about a hybrid, you know, the hybrid, uh, tennis player that we're talking about, uh, it's going to be interesting because you, you look at Nadal now, but he, he's hitting with topspin, you know, and, and the way he hits that out the side shot with all that topspin, Jeez, he runs his opponent into the side fence, Yeah, you know, and, you know, in, in, in the old days, uh, uh, you, we had that, but we also had, you know, a, a little, a little slider out the side and, you know, trying to move your opponent out and short, and you know, move them up and back, as opposed to just pound in one way. You mm-hmm. know, deep and 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 uh, if if you look at you know a lot of the guys, I mean, so why why did Nadal win so man, so much? Uh, uh, because he plays like the other guys. Yeah. Right. A little you know, bit. A joke of it.
0: I, but I yeah, feel yeah,
1: well, yeah I but, feel like he
0: does every most of that stuff like better though. You know, like the well, topspin. That's, that's it. Yeah. You just
1: said it. He, he's just better at it. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if you look at him play now, even he's, you know, when you get a little older, you try to figure out ways, you know, to shorten the point, not lengthen them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to. And he's you know, great to, at net. You, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit.
0: Right. Well, you know what? You're right. He would, he puts you out to the side so far with the top spin, with the forehand and then the backhand, he takes, he hits the backhand flatter sometimes, but you know, he can do both. But, you know, eventually he got so good at net, I think half, because if you push someone out wide, you know, so hard and they're halfway into the front row of the stands, you're probably going to get like a weak reply. So just move your ass forward, (laughs) you know, get into net. And and you're going to have probably a lot of easy knockoff volleys or, you know, or, or setting up one more shot and then boom, another volley.
1: Jesus, sounds like you watch a lot of tennis. <laughs> right. Well, you know I, what I mean. I, I know like, you do. That's your job. Yeah. You, you know, but but you're but you're right because you know uh, my my game, and I I can talk about my game is that you know they said well you know I'm just a one volley hitter. Well, I, I didn't have to be a two or three or four volley hitter. I came in behind such steam, you right. know that that I you know I was expecting a weak reply, you right. know. So I mean, not not that I couldn't hit two volleys if I had to. Did did I want to? Not really. You know, because I was coming in behind such steam and, in and, and with, you know, with such a good approach shot that, that, you know, you're right, that weak reply, all that does is cut your, you know, cut down on your wear and tear, you know, and you're looking back in my career, I wish I would have done that more when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, gotten in, gotten in behind my big ground strokes and, you know, cut it off, you know, but shoot, I, I, I liked hitting ground stroke so much and and watching my opponent move (laughs) isn't that bad that's terrible you know but 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 i but you know if i if i would have done that you know maybe i could have saved you know saved myself a little a few aches and pains over the years but uh i'm not looking back but but it's it's interesting you know you said it and i want to repeat it again just because you get past a time or two doesn't mean you know that you should stay away sometimes that that would make me feel that You should go in uh, maybe a little, a few more times, Mm -hmm. you know, just to keep that pressure on instead of letting your opponent know you're backing off. And
0: pick your spots uh, better. I think sometimes, sometimes the person will just, they come in behind, they'll literally hit like a ball down the middle of the court, like as their approach shot, come in and get past and then be like pissed. And you're like, well, that was never going to work, you know? Like, and you were, you were saying you weren't a two volley person. Well, if you had to hit a second volley, that probably meant your approach shot wasn't as good and your first volley wasn't that good. Because well, the way you played and set up, you weren't coming in to sit there and like rifle three or four volleys. You know, the whole point no. is to put someone in a bad position where they give you something weak, you come in and knock it off.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, well, all right. It's going to, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, like I said, I'll say it one more time. It's going to be interesting to see who takes control of the reins and and becomes becomes that dominant player that everybody's chasing. It's going to be going to be an interesting next 4 or 5 years.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team. Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts. You just need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employees find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes it so easy to start hiring. Indeed's virtual interview tool means there's nothing to download. Just click and talk. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash Connors to start hiring now. That's Indeed.com slash Connors. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. okay cool one jack kizowich how accurate are the computerized line calls he says bring back people what do you think about all that stuff
1: yeah i mean that uh, you know for me that was that that's the ultimate great thing uh, you know to you know to all of a sudden look out and not see any linesmen there you know what what, what are they trying to do you know take away the personality in the game right. but, you know but you know if, you know for you know uh, the you know the 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 controversies and you know, the argument uh, sticking up for yourself. You know we don't have a coach that's walking out on the court or onto the field and you know pleading our case for us. You know we're we're out there, you know uh, just one guy. You know trying to figure it out. And and you know if you want to keep the the match rolling and and going, then then have automatic line calls. You know and 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 have it be ten or three seconds and you know clap three times and oh in or out yeah. whatever. But you know, it just takes away the you know the the atmosphere for a lot of the fans who want to. I mean, do, do you go to a hockey game to watch hockey, or or do you go to see a fight?
0: Right. <laughs> you know, right. just kind of. Well, it takes the confrontations know, kind of, you know, out of the game. You know, it makes it so like, well, yes. there's there's no there's you can't question me. There's like the overlord line person call. You know that you know, and there is like a um, uh, there's there's room for air. they're not a hundred percent. There's like a three millimeter you know uh, margin of air. Or with them or something like that so when they're like it was one millimeter in you're like or two millimeters out you know like but you know all it's done is it's just it's been done to do that i think because if you know there's a margin of error meaning like some could be in and some could be out with the close ones you're just doing it one probably to save money Cause can you imagine how much it costs to like send all these different lines, people to all these different parts of the world and hotels and food and bus and back and forth and per diem and all that stuff. So I'm sure like money's a good uh, incentive. And then you're right. Like it takes the arguments away, but then you, w- when you see it after mm-hmm. it's been out there a while, you miss the arguments a little bit. You miss the like uh, exchanges or the, the chance to see these players personalities because if not, they're just out there banging back and forth, banging away forehands and backhands and serves and forehands, and it's just like you want to see a little personality from them, you know. And if only, the only time you well, get to see personality is it, on the changeover when they smack their racket against their bag, and then they go to commercial. You, you know, you're missing out.
1: Right. Well, yeah, you're right. You know, a hundred percent. And and uh, you know, I I know. I mean, you you really don't get to know the player. I don't. I don't think. You know, to you know, if you know, Djokovic was defaulted from the U.S. Open by you know hitting a ball back in the fence, and it happened to hit the person. You know, did he do that in anger? Did he mean to hit the person? I mean, I get it. You know, there, you know, I I get it that you know he was frustrated and all that. But you know, I like to see that that you know he he's not a robot that you know that you know good things happen to him and bad things happen to him and. You know he he gets frustrated. I mean, you know, if you're sitting in 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 a major CEO's office of a big company and something goes wrong, I'm sure he doesn't. You know, you know go over and say, "Oh, golly gee." Right. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, I'm sure that you know there's frustration. There's frustration in everything in every business, and and uh, you know to think to think that you know we can't let that out.
0: You're right, though. You, you, I, I don't
1: I don't know. I mean, I I had to let it out because I I didn't feel like having you know, that, that uh, internal pressure on, on, you know, my heart,
0: right? you know, to keep, that, carrying uh, to keep all that that,
1: inside of me, right. yeah. carrying all that. I, I didn't want to do that.
0: Well, you're right though, too, because like, think of other sports, you know, like Djokovic or whoever, a curios or whatever person that rubs people the wrong way because they argue or they yell or they, whatever it is. Think about like other sports, LeBron James, Jordan, Gary Payton, they literally talk shit the whole game. They're literally in the other yeah. teams, in the ear of the other players, talking shit smack the whole time about their, about their <laughs> yeah, mama. but in tennis,
1: that's called gamesmanship. <laughs>
0: but you know what I mean? About their mama, yeah. about their wife, about their kids, about yeah, where they're from, about their teammates, about their brothers. You know, like all the shit is almost on the table to talk shit in other sports. Like literally like there's a Dolphins player who got some, some, some shit this last week because he in, in one of the piles grabbed another player's testicles. You you know (laughs) what I mean, but like what I'm saying is like how soft is tennis a little bit? Where like if somebody on the court like argues or yells or something with the umpire about a call, oh my god, he's like the worst player in the world, right? (laughs) right. You know, but if he was if he was on a basketball team, it would just be the status quo. Be like, you better talk shit. That guy's gonna come at you if you don't, you know, stand up for yourself. That's
1: that's it. That's it. So. You know, maybe uh, you know, uh, you know, you know where we are now. Sometimes, you know, people are, get a little too sensitive. But uh, <laughs> hey, you know, the good, right. you know what the good thing is, though, Bud. The good thing is, is, is right now I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be, because I, I, I think, you know, under the present rules, I, I might have a tough time, and and so might a few, of, a few of the other guys that I grew up playing with. But anyway. But uh, I, I want to talk about one thing. Uh, you know, uh, baseball is, a, is an awful long season, but we had two neat things happen in the, in the past couple of weeks. And one is Albert Puholz, mm-hmm. uh plays for the St. Louis Cardinals. He started his career there, uh, then uh, left uh, for a couple of years. Now he's back and he hit a 700th home run. That's, yep. that's, uh, that's pretty strong. Right. Very strong.
0: Only like a handful of people, right, have gone over 700
1: yeah not, not many and and uh, you know actually i, I should have uh, figured that out before i got on but i mean some of the names that he's down in history with are 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 the ones that made the game of uh, helped make the game of baseball and and congratulations to him and and also i'm happy about uh, him doing it in st louis that's uh, you know I, I grew up in that neck of the woods and the st louis baseball fans are are some of the the greatest fans in in uh you know, in the country for baseball, and uh, and, and they certainly deserve to see that. Uh, and the the other thing is is Aaron Judge uh, uh, bypassing sixty one home runs mm-hmm. uh, in in the, in the american league and and that is is uh, some kind of feat and And uh, Roger Maris, uh, I think, was the one that hit uh, sixty one. Yep. so for him to beat that, and, and I was uh, listening on the radio, very interesting conversation. The the, the the gentleman who caught that ball, they said, oh, it's worth 2 million.
0: Wow. And,
1: and, uh, and, and uh, the, the, uh, the, the one guy that was talking uh, is a memorabilia guy. And he says, he says 2 million. He says, not, no way. Three and a half, wow. three and a half. Yeah. And then <laughs> imagine and then he, if he, he holds did, it for a while. Well, he, no, he says, you better get, maybe get rid of it now when the hype is big. Oh, okay. You know, And, and, you know, it's all hyped and especially, you you know, uh, where it was hit Mm -hmm. and, you know, and uh, everything. And then, but he also kind of, yeah, he also kind of triggered down, he says, you know, he he says, maybe I should give the ball back back to him. And he says, you got to remember, he's got the bats, he's got the jersey, he's got the bases, Mm -hmm. he's got, you know, the the shoe, you know, that he hit everything. So. He says that, uh, you know, he he'll probably do okay on his own. But uh, kind of interesting that, uh, you know, that ball and uh, the importance of that and and what that means.
0: Did you did you uh, did you see there was a fan? So the ball got hit to left field and it wasn't going to go deep. It looked like it was going to like the first row or two. And uh, there's a fan like 10 rows to the left of where the ball's like headed, who decides to just jump like over the, you know, the railing down to, like, the below area, like, you know, which is essentially your trespassing. Um, Just on the off chance that whoever, you know, the ball hit, like, dropped it or it bounced off somebody down there, he could be down there to grab it. But it didn't yep. like some guy comes in with the glove, grabs it. So that guy jumps, probably breaks both legs, gets caught, <laughs> gets caught for trespassing, doesn't catch the ball, gets kicked out of the stadium. You know,
1: it's pretty oh, yeah. funny. Yeah. All in vain. All also, in vain.
0: Also, there was some talk online. Did you see the pitch that 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 judge got to hit? It was like middle plate, middle, middle. <laughs> so some people were, were saying, was that a meatball down the middle so he could break the record on, you know, like one of the last games of the season?
1: Well but either way know, it's a cool I, I story. I don't know if I want to be known as the, the, the pitcher who threw the one that broke the record. Right. Uh, that, that would be that would have been my thoughts. But hey, you never know. Yeah. You, know you never know. You
0: slide him some money. You never know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but Judge seems like a, a cool guy. The, the, <laughs> did you see the video of his mom and dad were at the game and he hits the ball and the mom is just sitting there like just really quiet, hits the ball and she just turns her, her head to like look off to left field and goes over and like I don't know if she knows it goes over and like the dad like pushes you know taps on her shoulder and then she gets up and they start hugging it was just like really cute you know just like yeah. this this mom watching her son break this record and
1: how good is that Yeah being lucky how to be there
0: Oh yeah so the other people we got Babe Ruth Bonds Aaron Mays guys like that you know Rodriguez oh. Alex Rodriguez up there uh in the 7600 club. So let's talk some NFL. Did you see the news that came down that, uh, golden boy, Tom Brady and uh, wife Giselle are maybe getting divorced?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, you know, I did see that. And I mean, uh, you know, if, uh, if you don't know about that, you're not watching, watching the news or anything. And, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, he's, he's in his early to mid forties and he's still playing at such a high level. And, and you know, it comes to a, a point in time where, you know, you you you've got you've got two sides of your of your life anyway. You know, he's got the football and what that means to him, he's got his family and what that means to him. And and uh, you know, and 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 the uh, the gentle balance of the two uh sometimes gets very difficult. Uh and you know, especially when you're you know later on in, in your mid to you know uh, early to mid forties and what it takes to go out there and compete and, and, you know, and then your family, your kids are getting older and, and, uh, you know, you've been married for you know, whatever amount of years and, you know, it, it, it's, uh, there's wear and tear. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, Brady is retired and come back, retired and come back. And, you know, and, you know, I wasn't like that when I retired, I was done. Right. But, you know, I said, I, I, I had a good run. I wasn't going to give it one more trip around the court. It was too, it was painful enough. Well, you you never,
0: and you never even really like announced a retirement. I feel like, I feel like you kind of took a stroll. Yeah. You just kind of bounced.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't want to, you
0: didn't want to tell everybody like some people do and have them give you free cars and free this and free that at every stop. No,
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) I, 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 I I was good. And, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, just to, just to say that, I mean, you know, Brady puts everything into that. You can tell he's ready yeah, every time he walks out there and what it means to him, you know, and, and, and then from, you know, from his wife's standpoint, you know, that, that probably adds an extra two months or, or whatever away from them, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to get into that shape. So, I mean, it's, it, it's a, it's a tough situation and, and, uh, you know, I, I feel for him, but geez, they're in the public eye and, you know, the, the public is, you know, makes too many decisions for, you know, for private matters like that. So. Yeah, uh, you know, I I hope it works out for the best. I know they it, it's uh, they they've got a couple of kids and and uh, you know things like that out in the public eye are never easy. So you know, I kind of wish them both the best.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's um it's a inter- weird story. Just because like you wondered like did him coming back for this extra year like is that why or were there other stuff? I mean, it's none of our business really, but
1: no you're right um, it's
0: none of our business <laughs> and yeah exactly it, it's crazy just because you, you know how successful brady is and then i think like giselle like makes more money than him like you know what i mean like she's like crazy successful in her own right modeling and and uh you know awesome uh, doing all the stuff that she does it's a bummer because she's fun to watch at the games actually when she goes to the games, she actually would talk some shit and uh, and get into it a little bit so that's a bummer what uh what else you got today Are you home did you make it home
1: well, uh, I made it home, and uh, and now I'm uh, on my way to the golf course. Actually, I'm at the golf course right now, and and, uh, and I, I've got a tee off time in 15 minutes.
0: Where are you at? Well, what course are you playing?
1: I'm uh, playing Sandpiper. Ooh, we're, we're Sandpiper! It's uh, it, it's uh, like a mini Pebble Beach. It's on the it's on the water, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful day here, and uh, you know, I remember you know when, when you were in high school, you had a CIF tournament here at Stan Piper and uh, you know we, we kind of fell in love with it uh, you know when you, you were like 9, 10, 11 years old and uh, been playing here ever since so I got a tee off time bud I love you give the girls a kiss and don't forget to follow us uh, at yeah. Advantage Connors follow me at Jimmy Connors on Twitter uh, at Brett underscore Connors, mm-hmm. uh, take over from there.
0: Yep, that's it. Eh? At Adv Connors, you, you pretty much did it. By the way, everyone out there, don't come to Sandpiper, please. I mean, after everything he just said, just stay away. It's it's not it's not that <laughs> nice. Of a course, we don't want it to be too busy out there. Uh, I want to be able to get a, a tee time whenever I call. <laughs> but it yeah, is a great course. We're, we're so.
1: waiting for you when your back gets better. This uh, this could uh, this could be the first course we come to.
0: Yep. Well, take a take a couple pictures and. Uh, uh, let us know what you shoot, and we will uh, tweet it out and let everyone know how the day went uh, uh, tomorrow when we release the episode.
1: Talk to you then. I okay, like
0: it. I love you too. Hit them well, and uh, tell tell all the boys hi, and we'll check in next week. Peace.